Hello. Hello. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 82 of Industry Tactics. I'm Friendly Rich. Thank you for listening. This is my recording, uh, a Zoom interview I did a couple of days ago with Bennett Badukian, the drummer and multi-instrumentalist. Uh, we, we dig deep into his life and uh, his musical career so far and how he connects to the wonderful educator and musician Doug Friesen. So enjoy. This is episode 82 of Industry Tactics. Let us know what you're thinking. Tweet us at Industry Tactics. My talk with Mr. Bennett Badukian. It worked. Okay, good, good, good. Welcome. Great. Uh, how you doing? Yeah, nice to meet you. I'm doing all right. Nice to meet you too, man. And, um, uh, you know, my what you didn't hear earlier was a, a poor introduction anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say about that. No, don't worry about it. It's, 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 it's not your loss. I'll just say that. Um, where, where do I find you? Where do I find you? I live outside of, uh, Havelock, Ontario. So about half hour east of Peterborough. Oh, wow. Okay. And, great. Yeah. This is my shop or studio. So what your neighbors with R. Murray Schaefer? Lose, I mean, I guess, in that he's halfway between me and Peterborough. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know him at all. Not yet. I don't know if I'll ever know him, is what I should say. But a lot of people around here know him. Wow. Well, I think you know him, Bennett, in, uh, in secret. <laughs> sure, yeah. But let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, Right. Uh, we are connected through the the uh, through the wonderful Doug Friesen, the the connecting yeah. tissue, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doug, they call him Doug the Tissue Friesen. Have you heard that? Yeah, I blew my nose all over him in high school. Yes. Okay. So was that your first encounter with him? Why don't you walk us through? your early memory and memories of, uh, of connecting with, with Doug Friesen. What is, what year is it when you're in high school, when you're in grade nine, what year is it? Grade nine was 2001, but I went to North Toronto in grade nine. I started at Rose. Heights secondary school at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2002, same year that Doug started. 
Okay. And, and uh, so I started at the same year, uh, the same time that Doug started. We met. I never took a class with him. I don't really even know how we met. Um, yeah. He's running jazz combo and he asked me to join it or maybe one of the other people in it asked me to join it uh i played guitar at the time so i was the guitar player in oh wow okay okay who else was in that group bennett uh who that was the first iteration of the combo so it was me uh tony mcknight Sarah Benma, Sarah Belna, uh, Nathan, Nate. I don't remember Nate's last name. Yeah. He, uh, Hannah. Uh, um, it, it's a hyphenated name. It's Vanderhoof. Um, he's in, uh, what, what is he in? He's in a few different groups. If he's the guy I'm thinking about. Uh, Doug told me yesterday he's in the Lemon Bucket Orchestra. Lemon Bucket Orchestra. That's right. Nate yeah. Dell, Nathan Dell. Oh, shoot, man. He is uh, <laughs> Del Vandenberg. I was close on the Vandenhoof. Nathan Del yeah, Vandenberg. Yeah. Okay, great, great. And was he playing trombone back then? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. And so, so that would have been great. Guitar. I played guitar at the time, yeah. Um, okay. And that would have been grade 10. And then for reasons unrelated, my mom, well, well I'm sure we'll get into it. But my mom was like, you got to change schools when grade 11 hit. So I went to uh, Seed Alternative School for about a month and a half. Oh. And then I showed back up at Rosedale and I talked to the principal. I was like, you got to let me come back because <laughs> I have a, a 2% average across all of my courses. Oh. So uh, he let me come back. And by that time, there's another guitar player in the group, uh, Cameron Whitesell. And Doug was kind enough to let me join. And then... Uh, Piano player joined Zoe, whose last name I don't remember. Sharp, maybe not Sharp. Zoe, somebody, and uh, Jim O'Brien. Okay, wow. Yeah. So that would have been grade 11 at that point, so 2003, 2004. Yeah. And we started just doing standards, mostly, mm. and then um, very quickly started to branch off from there. Yeah. I remember he got us playing stuff, that Miles Davis tune, and um, Monk tunes that got more and more, we got more and more out with them as we went. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that's like, I never took a class with Doug. That was the only real, I mean, I spent a lot of time with him. We practiced every week and then hung out as a group a lot. Wow. We were the first group that went to New York, which would have been in 2005. Mm -hmm. Some of his dates and, and stuff were wrong. I listened to his, uh, his interview with you, and some of his dates are wrong. But that was a long great. time ago, and he had a lot of things going on. Yeah, great, great. Well, that's, I think we're looking to um, refine the focus as we go through this, this deep dive, right? Yeah. Um, so thanks for adding a bit of clarity there. So you were the first you were in the first cohort to go to New York. What are some of your memories of that, that trip? Like, yeah, that's weird. Uh, so we went, 
um, it was a dance trip that like the dance and musical theater program went to New York every year and they had uh, exactly the same number of seats left on the bus as our combo. So Doug was like, okay, I'll take the combo. Oh, that's how it happened. Okay. Um, it's a little more, which I mean, in, in the structure of things, you know, okay, that could fit. That could work. Cool. Yeah, it was, I think they needed an extra um, adult uh, to meet their, whatever it is, like adults mm-hmm. per student ratio. Yeah. 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 Um, so he was asked to go and then he was like, well, I'll come if I can bring these students. And I think as a result, we didn't have to pay very much cool. because, uh, because we were essentially making the trip work. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it still cost us money as kids, but not like, not yeah. the same amount. I don't remember how long we were there for, like how many days. Mm-hmm. A week at the most. The things wow. that I remember. Um, yeah. We did that master, or we did a, a class or whatever, four hours with Jim Black at a rehearsal studio. Wow. Um, which was nuts. <laughs> we went to a master class with uh, DAP Theory at the New School University. Is that what it's called? New School? I think so. Uh, and we um, went to jazz at the Lincoln Center. And uh, you're in grade, this is grade 11 for you? Uh, this is grade 12. Oh, in grade we 12 down. you went. Wow. Okay. Wow. Five. March of five or something like that okay uh we were the group that went up to harlem that was a good time we went to a by the pound soul restaurant and and um you know i'd never seen anything like that and then we get in there and doug's like okay gotta piss and then he comes back and he's like you can't go to the bathroom you guys don't go to the bathroom if you gotta pee we'll just find somewhere else we'll eat here we already bought our food just don't go to this bathroom and uh did you ever find out he, why somebody had like shit and puked all over the place and may or may not have been passed out in there like mm. it was one of those uh one of those kinds of places you know yeah and it was a different time my sister then went to school in new york for med- doc- medical school mm-hmm. and uh she lived in harlem and it was not the same so it was like a yeah different thing Wow, that's yeah. fantastic, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was kind of um is interesting. It's one of those things that's just stuck in my head. But like uh I think that I have a different experience of Doug and Rosedale than you guys have been talking about or Georgia talked about. She's two years younger yeah. than I am. Yeah. Um which is in that like I was there and part the group that got Doug going instead Mm -hmm. of the group that he started. So like we never did uh, those like listening things or any of the Schaefer exercises or whatever. Oh, okay. But that wasn't my uh, crew. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he brought Dave Clark and um, we did a lot of like we were the the uh the guinea pigs for all of his can i run these improv games kind of thing got it got it got it so you were like first 
you were like one of the first cohorts essentially that that went through helped him figure out a lot of this stuff yeah. find his voice you helped him find his voice equally it sounds like right yeah i would say like his big thing because like i was never his student which i mean if i was his student maybe he wouldn't like me so much but um hmm. i wasn't a good student <laughs> no no but uh no no i was doing like not in the like uh you know, oh, I had a rough life. I did a lot of drugs. I was just doing a lot of hallucinogens and going to class or mm-hmm. not going to class. And mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy who's like, um, you're not respecting me if you don't come to my class, which is a legitimate thing to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, but we got along differently because of that, right? Like, we got to just be peers instead of student-teacher kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... Um, so, like, you know, he was only teaching every other day at Rosedale at that point for the first okay. few years. Okay. Um, he did work, like, he worked out of the same room that uh, Pam Becker worked out of. Mm-hmm. She was the strings teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And um, at that time, like, when we started doing all of that, uh, like, improv stuff and noise stuff yeah um we were like 10 kids outside of his regular class doing this and there is a huge kind of pushback from the rest of the music kids because they were all doing the uh you know big band kind of arrangement stuff which was great don't get me wrong i did some of that as well but um like we were, th- we were not that group, if that makes sense. Yeah. What like was um, were... what was the guy's name? Did you do any time with the other teacher that was doing a lot of the? I forget his name now. I should know his name. Uh, David Hayes. There David Hayes. Yeah. Um, I took uh, like guitar classes. Like he had these okay. large guitar classes. Uh, I took those, but I'd never really. I was like in one of all of the arts instead of. You know, I'm only doing music, or I'm oh. only doing whatever. You you were only in music, you're saying, or no, no, I did like drama and painting and oh, music yeah. and writing. Yeah, so I wasn't like um, part of the music kids crew or the drama kids crew or the dance crew. You know what I mean? It sounded um, like the like Rosedale sounded like it had a lot of that though. Like Georgia sounds like she had a little bit of the same kind of diet where it was like yeah. a little bit of everything to get you to where you are. Um, but you seem like you narrow down on music like throughout those years or, or would you say that it was pretty broad based for you? All, I, I mean, like going back, my dad and my brother, my brother, who's about 15 years older than me, are both drummers. And oh, wow. I started taking guitar lessons when I was like four or five. Um, classical guitar conservatory. Mm-hmm. And so I've been playing music my whole life up to that point already. Okay, awesome. awesome. And wow. I just wanted to do stuff. I just... You know, nothing is independent in my brain and never was at the time anyways. But the way Rosedale worked, and I don't know if it's still this way, the, at the, 
you only need to take two arts credits to be there, like two arts credits a year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could take, as long as two of your eight classes were art classes, you were eligible to be in that school. Okay. And when I started there, it wasn't um, recognized as an art school. It was Brosdale Heights Secondary School. And the principal was running it as an art school without arts funding until I, I don't think they became a recognized art school until after I left. Oh my God. It sounds like, so even during those times when Doug was there, it wasn't known as formally with the TDSB as a school of the arts. Is that right? Yeah, it was Rosedale Heights secondary school until maybe June of 2005 or definitely September of 2005. So right after I graduated, it became Rosedale Heights School of the Arts. Up until that point, it was just a secondary school. That's it. That's very interesting. Um, Wow, man. Um, So would you say that it sounds like you come from a very musical family, that it was kind of normalized throughout your life? Yeah. what do you think Doug gave to your musical voice? Like, how did he, what did he leave? What did he impart uh, on you? Uh, I mean, I, at that time, all I was listening to was uh, punk rock, reggae, and like, you know, uh, second wave ska music, like out of London. Okay. Uh, you know, like okay. body snatchers, specials, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but my dad and my brother were really into Tower of Power, like really mm-hmm. into Tower of Power, mm-hmm. which is good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was learning jazz, like as a guitarist um, on my own. And then mm-hmm. when the jazz combo opportunity came up, I was like, but I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was really listening to um, jazz in Got that it. regard. My dad, my dad taps out at Monk. He's like, Monk is too out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Monk was my entry point. Mm-hmm. And then, right? Yeah, yeah, love it. Um, and so then with that, like Doug, like first, like first year was really just standards and Nina Simone tunes and stuff. Yeah. And then the second year, he started pushing us a bit. He gave me a record. Um, Zorn had a bunch of records put out around his 50th birthday, like solos yeah. and duos and stuff that he did at Tonic. So he gave me one that was um, uh, Zorn and Frith. And that fucked me up, like immensely. Yeah. That really, yeah. you know. There's no, like, I, I couldn't see the, ga- uh, the bridge between Monk and what they were doing. It's just like, here's the far end of this. And I was like, oh, this is where punk rock and jazz meets. Right, right. Nicely put. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And then Doug started giving me more and more records. Like, uh, he gave me Ascension to listen to. um, And that was a whole, I was like, okay, now I can see how this bridge starts to work, right? Like, Ascension is still, you got a head and solos, right? But Mm -hmm. it's not... um, it's not the way Autumn Leaves is uh, played. Right, right. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of thing. And the 
I think at the time he was slowly introducing um, small parts of like, this is how you improvise kind of things like free jazz improvising, not this is how you improvise over changes. Um, And in our combo, I don't know if this is true and this could be like my revisionist history, but I would push him for more of that actively. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. we played, um, you know, we do these little exercises and then we'd play a tune we do the in practice, right? right. And um, at one point, we had uh, Jim and Sarah Benoit, the two the two sax players, would were like doing a duo, and then Doug cued us to start, um, and we dropped right into Bemshaw swing. And I was like, "This is what I want to do all the time. I want to be able to move between these two things." Right. And Doug was kind of like, "Well, I don't know if that'll work every time," and you know, we kind of as a group kept pushing him for more and more jumping between these worlds without um, without really rules about why we were doing it. I just liked the idea of it. And so we pushed him to do that as much as he pushed us to do that. I think he was kind of uncertain if it was a thing to do. And the combo kind of got this reputation in school. So if there was like a student assembly or like... um, some sort of parents' night or something mm-hmm. where they were going to show off the school, they'd call the combo in to play a tune or two for that. Okay. Um, so we did a bunch of performing that way. Um, we were the pit band for one of the musicals, The Wiz. Uh, that was pretty yeah. great. Amazing, amazing. Um, that was like the kind of Doug stuff in that regard. And... Uh... And and did it? Uh, it I, I know a lot of what he, he kind of brought felt like it was just steeped in real life. Like, did you have a lot of that? Like, did it help you kind of transition into the real world of like making music in you know a- after high school? Like, did did yes, you, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, well, okay. There's two other brief things I'll get to before we go there. Sure. Uh, At some point in 2005, so I would have been 18, my field was playing in Hamilton, and my dad had bought tickets for me and him to go, and then couldn't go, and called Doug and was like, I'll lend you my car, I'll give you my ticket, just drive my kid to go see Schofield in Hamilton. So it would have been like a Tuesday night, so we drove after school, and uh, we're walking around Hamilton, and we ran into Schofield on the street, and... Mm -hmm. We had just been in New York, I guess. So we had just met with Jim Black. And so there's two like heroes of mine, quote unquote, that I had met socially, let's Mm -hmm. say. And Mm -hmm. to see Doug just approach them as people instead of, you know, oh my God, I can't believe that I get to meet you and talk to you. Like we're just another human talking to another human has really informed how I view everybody. Awesome. Yeah. There's only maybe one person who I would be terrified to meet, and that's it. You're not going um, to tell us, eh? Oh, it's Greg Sonny at Deerhoof. <laughs> Amazing. I'm sure he's, he's, I'm sure he's the nicest guy, but they're, like, <laughs> I've, been, I've seen Deerhoof every time they've played in Canada or in Ontario since 2004. Oh, so wow. that's, uh, that's, it just feels a little bit too much at this point. Understood. Understood. You'll get there. Yeah, one day. 
Um, the other <laughs> thing Doug did is right before we graduated, he got us to record a record at the gas station, Don Kerr oh. and Stars Place on the island. Great. So Paul Linklater was the engineer and mm-hmm. we were there for a weekend and we recorded everything that we could do essentially. Cool. Um, cool. Then do you have, um, do you have access to that record? Yeah, yeah I can, uh, I'll put it on my computer and send it to you. All right. Well, well, we'll cut right now to a, a, a little splice from a little selection from that record.
back with Bennett Badukian. Uh, that was so. That was you recording at the gas station. Uh, yeah. In grade what? Twelve. 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 Yeah. Incredible. So that would have been Incredible. Yeah. And what yeah, was, and what, were you, what was your role in the recording? Like, were you guitar? Yeah. Great. Um, two days after that, I got in a bike accident and broke my arm and my shoulder. And, oh. uh, yeah. Wow. And then when I got used to my arm and shoulder back, I was like, fuck it. I want to learn how to play the drums because I had my drums kit in my dad's kit in my room. Yeah. So I got uh, a number from Doug and I called him and started taking drum lessons. So where, like where, those two. What, drum lessons? Pardon? With, who are you taking drum lessons with? Uh, Dave Clark. Oh, Dave Clark. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So I took lessons with Dave Clark until I left Toronto at like okay. 24, I guess. Is that recently? I don't know how old you are. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm 33. So that was like okay. 10, 10 years ago. About. Wow. Wow, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a, that's, that's, that's wonderful. So you go from Doug in high school to Dave Clark, uh, post-secondary. Is that right? Yeah, Dave Clark was by post secondary school. I was, so, uh, fantastic. I was a career for yeah. yeah. So so you've got a a PhD in weird essentially. That's the you're you're a full fledged weirdo. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll take it. Yeah, man. Great, love it. Love your education. Yeah. Love your education. So um, why don't we uh, why don't we backtrack a sec though? And go to yeah. that one month you 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 lasted at at Seed. Uh, oh yeah, alternative school was it the was, sure. was it the mushrooms or what 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 knocked you out of there? Um, to get there, I'd have to walk past Rosedale, and I just would stop at Rosedale and not go. Amazing. Yeah. Like all my friends were there. I left because my mom was worried about me skipping class and doing drugs, okay. which I okay. was doing. Um, and Got I was 16, at 16, you can make your own education decisions, right? So yeah. then I just went back and was like, you know, this is, I should have just stayed here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, and so... Um, so, so what, I mean, what led you to leave Toronto and, uh, and settle out in Havoc? Did I get it right? Havoc? Havelock. Havelock is better than, I mean, Havoc is a great name for a town. Yeah, too. I mean, it's what it feels like. Sorry, the, um, um, the, the internet is a little bit chop. Our Wi-Fi connection is a little bit choppy and I'm liking what it's doing to our language. Let's just say you're from Havoc, Ontario. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I was a bike courier for about, for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. And then that recession 2008. hit in 2008, yeah. 2009. Yeah. yeah. So the courier is your commission based on the work you do. And then I went from making like 120 bucks a day and barely making it to 60 bucks a day and not making it. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if I go to university, maybe there'll be work when I'm done. So I went to Trent University for three years, two and a half years. I did my degree as quickly as possible. Wow. Yeah. What did you study, Bennett? I took Indigenous Environmental Studies. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's what I did. Um, Sounds like you fast-tracked it. That's good for you. Well, I mean, going to school, at like going to university at like 24 or 25 when everybody else is 17, you don't want to be there. <laughs> like, I just wanted to be done. I'm not a good student, as evidenced by high school, wasn't a good student. So I wanted to learn the stuff. I didn't want to have to deal with the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and um, understood. Understood. Yeah. Sounds like you were there for the right reasons. And, and you remain out there then. You, that's where you've settled. Yeah. Yeah, I've, got, I've met somebody. We've been together for 10 years. Wonderful. She's a school teacher in Peterborough. She teaches French immersion. And um, about five years ago, we moved to the woods from Peterborough because... How exciting. Worth it. Yeah. How exciting. How exciting. And, and gentle listener... That is what is giving us this between my uh, choppy internet at best and and wonderful Bennett Badukian living in the woods. We are blessed to be connecting with him and learning his story, albeit choppy. He is from the, the small town outside of, he's in the woods of Havoc, Ontario. So, uh, well, good, man. I'm really honored to be speaking with you about, about our, mutual acquaintance Doug and I I don't know I know you're I know you only through name of being uh Dave has talked about you often as being such a nice guy and it's really nice to connect with you yeah you too what what else what else can you tell me like what what are some of your fondest memories of Doug as we try to piece together this story you're you're like the second of his students that I'm interviewing so I have a feeling it's going to be a bit of a slow burn as we kind of go through people's memories. And, and it's interesting how you cross paths, paths with them in a different way than Georgia already, right? You know? Yeah. And that's like just a two-year difference, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we, we, were, we were just buddies. Before one, of the, uh, before one of the gigs we had to play for the school, we were just like the group was down in the basement and we were daring each other to do stupid shit. So I ran down the hallway with a blindfold on and I broke mm. my nose. Mm. And uh, Doug was just laughing at me as he cleaned me up, which was great. Um, I fell he, off my is bike. He still your, is he still your teacher at that time when you break your nose? Oh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't my teacher. Oh, okay, okay. Because I never it. was in the class with him, but yes, like, yeah, I would have yeah, been yeah. seven. Years. No, yeah. that's incredible because uh, there was so much like, you know, the, the world right now seems so safe, you know, oh, yeah. for you to be pals and, um, and just have that, that human connection. And, and just like, yeah, like even just like hearing you with that story of breaking your nose, it's just like, you know, I think we're, we're also wired to think of like, liability and other horse shit you know uh yeah yeah i mean it's like change everything's changed a lot and that 
regard in the past 15 years, you know? Yeah, like it hasn't been that much time yet. It just seems like what all of these little, these stories of, you know, going to New York and, and oh, yeah. going a little bit off the beaten path, you know? it's uh, It does seem like a, uh, I don't know, seems like a long time ago in a lot of ways, right? We had to, uh, we had to rush from the Vanguard to go meet the dance kids in New York and mm -hmm. like rush, we were late. And so um, he hired, he like hailed four cabs and we split up in groups of two or three mm -hmm. and drove across the city in cabs to meet up with the bus. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't imagine doing that with kids anymore. Exactly, exactly. You know? Um, yeah. So yeah, you broke your nose. That's a great story, and Doug helped you out in that in that context. Um, did you after high school? Do you continue making music with Doug periodically, or? Yeah, I mean, um, like we don't live in the same place, obviously. But um, so my mom died when I was nineteen, I guess, and without telling them. Uh, happens um mm -hmm. but without telling them dave and doug just showed up at my house for the like party thing oh and wow it was, which was unbelievable of them wow, and then um yeah. you know 10 years after i threw a show in peterborough and mm -hmm. they came up to play with me for that and like they didn't ask for any money they just wanted to be there and play which was great Love. um yeah man yeah right yeah. Um, yeah, I printed the covers for his like little zine book. I don't know if you've seen that, Noise Town. No, uh, no. I sh I yes. Oh, yes, yes, uh, yes, I did, I did. Okay, wow, great, great. Yeah, so like I, I do that for him more than anything else these days. But, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so you do, you've got, you, you do, um, Printing as well, like you do illustration and. I run a printing press out of my house. Like I, I have see. a letterpress printing press. You do fantastic! Wow. Yeah. So like, I I work at a screen printing shop. I play music and I uh, print with my printing press. Love it, love it. My wife has a as a Vander Cook in our backyard here too. So. Oh I... no way. I, I, yeah, I love it. I love what you're up to. That's uh, the dream press for me. I don't yeah. have one of those. Yeah. It's heavy. Um, let me ask you, what, what, what are some of the projects you've been working on musically over the last little bit? Like what's, what's keeping you excited? Uh, I work mostly in two different groups. I play in a duo with my friend Mark who lives in Ottawa. That's mm -hmm. drums and cello. Um, what's the what's the name of that duo, Bennett? In that oh, you're getting a little fuzzy. You're getting a little digital on me. Uh, hang on a sec. Just take a deep breath. Let's see if it helps. Uh, my drums and run them through Oh, Horsemen Pass By. Uh, horsemen Pass By. Um, yeah. This is a Horsemen Pass By. 
horsemen yeah. pass by. Okay. Um, great. Yeah. And, and what is the other act that you play with? I play with the Craig Peterson Quartet. It's a free jazz-ish band out of Montreal. Wonderful. That's, that, sounds, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, both of which are like, Morrisman Pass By is much further out than Craig Peterson's band. Craig's band is pretty, like I would say it's a jazz band, but it's not, okay. um, like they're more like blood count type tunes than they are uh, standards. Okay. Yeah. And how, how, is that a big band or? It's quartet. Okay. Um, bass, drum, sax, and trumpet. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, that's great. That's wonderful. And that sounds like a nice, uh, like, uh, I, it sounds like an, a beautiful menu you got kind of going on in your life with, with those two acts and the letterpress and keeping creative, right? That's wonderful. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I try and I book shows in Peterborough because there's not... Uh, a new music scene in town in the same way. Yeah. But they're not really players in Peterborough, so it's hard for me to play with folks here um, if I want to do that. Like, I've played in, you know, pop bands and whatever in town, mm-hmm. and that's great. I'm not mm-hmm. complaining about that, but that's not, um, that's not the same for me. Okay. Yeah, love it. Love it. Yeah, Peterborough is an interesting city, isn't it? Yeah, Totally. Um, yeah yeah i think you guys have played but you played at the garnet right yeah yeah a few times at the garnet and and some other venues there that i forget the names of but it's just a bill for like five years until the day it closed okay great that was a great room oh and yeah that i i think i think i've i've crossed your path before man you, now I think we've yeah. met, have we met before? It's very likely, and yeah. like, we know a lot of the same people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's that's coming back to me. Now it's coming back to me. You look yeah. familiar. Well, it's good, man. I'm glad. I'm really happy that um, that I had the opportunity. And thanks for being so cool to a stranger. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, I mean, if I can get more people to care about Doug, is better than not, right? I think so. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. That guy's a, that guy's got a heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, sounds like you do too. So thanks for, uh, for making time and, and, uh, yeah, take care of yourself, stay in touch. And, uh, next time I'm out your way or vice versa, let's, let's not make it the last time. Yeah. No kidding. Well, there it was. Episode 82, my chat with, isn't he, uh, wasn't that a nice uh, nice chat and a nice gentleman? That was Bennett Badukian. Uh, join us again. Please let us know what you're thinking of this deep dive into the impact that Mr. Doug Friesen has had on the Toronto music scene. That was uh, kind of the second interview. Georgia was the first and uh, many more to come. Let us know what you're thinking. Tweet us at Industry Tactics. Go to my website, FriendlyRich.com, to learn more and and stay in touch. Um, We're going to end it with one of Bennett's other mentioned projects, Horseman Passed By. This is his duo, him on uh, affected drums, Mark Molnar on cello, 
This is a track from uh, Horseman Pass By, and we'll see you again soon on Industry Tactics. Bye for now.